Hi guys, I'm Brendan McCormack and welcome back to the Perfit Fan Podcast, where you get to hear from the best thought leaders and change makers from across the Perth fitness scene. In episode number 40, we are so close to the 50. We're catching up with Tas Sergi, who is an Australian Ninja Warrior, super mum of two, and personal trainer here in Perth. She has a super inspirational story of how she overcame cancer when she was 17 years old and has just gone on to do awesome things. I thought she'd be great to catch up. Great to hear about her story and hopefully you guys enjoy and get inspired by what she has to say. The Perfect Fan Podcast is brought to you by True Protein. True is unafraid to cut through the noise of an oversaturated market and break the mold to deliver authentic, all-natural products with genuine health benefits and none of the fake stuff. True have bucked the trend for expensive, overhyped, bad-tasting protein powders and supplements packed with false promises to reinvent the marketplace and create a 100% natural, delicious, quality protein with no gimmicks, nothing artificial, and a completely transparent ingredient list. You can get True Protein online at trueprotein.com.au and use the code PERFECTFAM10 for an exclusive PERFECTFAM discount. Or if you want to pick up locally, we have over 120 retailers right here in Perth. And if you'd like to find the one closest to you, just shoot me a message and I'll point you in the right direction. And finally, you may have recently seen that we've been running a series of webinars to help you guys improve your social media. So if you're a personal trainer, a gym owner, or someone who just wants to up their Instagram game, stay tuned because we have more on the way. We also have two new exciting products coming out, one exclusively for boutique gym owners, and then we're going to back it up with another product for solopreneurs. So exclusively PTs, massage therapists, anyone who runs it on their own. So if you want to up your business, your marketing, and your social media, we will have something for you soon. And that is all for me. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Episode number 40 with Tash Surge PT. Yeah, apparently you guys are going to get a mega wall, so it's going to be even higher than that. I I don't actually, I don't know how council's going to be with that unless there's mats underneath it. Uh, I don't know. But that's going to be pretty wicked. Yeah, mega wall will be five meters. Mad. That'll be cool. Super mad. Um, all right, where are we at with this thing? <laughs> Just to see how I've been set up. Am I set up to succeed or set up to fail? There we go. 85% Thinking. think that I'm going to get up today. 15% think no. <laughs> 15% you're about to get blocked from Perth Fit Fam. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Tassergi, welcome on. This is podcast number 40. Awesome. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for being on. Um, if you don't know, PT Search. Search PT on Instagram. Supermum, Australian Ninja Warrior, and probably the best abs of all women in WA. <laughs> the best abs. Yeah. So I'll set up with the story from F45. So Tash did the F45 playoffs recently, which I emceed at, and um, had your abs showing. <laughs> doing some pull-ups and I could see them look like bricks from where I was standing so I remember you trying to do pull-ups and get through it and I just directed the whole everyone's attention to you so I hope that you enjoyed that thanks yeah you got a few new followers yeah but you got a wicked story which is what I wanted to go in and I've heard a little bit of it predominantly on Ninja Warrior where where you've been a contestant on before but I didn't know a lot of it so um, I thought it'd be awesome to be able to share that if you're cool with that yeah. today. Yeah. So first of all, I see all your cool stuff on Instagram, um, all the sweet stuff that you do at Ninja. You're a PT at Revo um, as well. But how did you get started in fitness? Before all this Ninja stuff was about, what did you do? Tell oh us about God, your background. Way back. Yeah, tell me. Let's go way back. 
I've literally my whole life played sports. Um, mum used to call it mum's taxi service. I was one of those kids. I just wanted to do as much as I could in my week. Like, um, yeah, I grew up dancing, trampolining, netball, a um, little bit of gymnastics, I baton twirled. Baton twirled? <laughs> That's a niche. At state and national level. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, touch football was my main sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, running, uh, athletics at school. Mm-hmm. That was like my main sports growing up. Um, became a personal trainer nine years ago. Um, I just, I was doing, because um, of my sickness in um, with my cancer in college. You're probably going to get it to that later. Yeah. Yeah. I um, missed out on a lot of college, so I fell um, into hospitality at the start. I just wanted to get into working, and um, but yeah, it wasn't really for me, and um, I decided, okay, yep, I need to do what I'm supposed to do, and um, yeah, became personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I think from there is when I started taking my fitness a lot more serious, um, yeah, with my eating, just with my training, more structured, with um, everything. Um, moved to WA. Um, Whereabouts are you from? I'm from Canberra. No. Yeah. You didn't know. <laughs> I'm from Canberra. <gasps> yes. Whereabouts? Did you go for the Raiders growing up? No, nah, I went for West Tigers. Okay, we oh. need to stop this right now. <laughs> I was West, I was West Tigers. My mum was my mum was Raiders. So I yeah. grew up um, uh, mainly in Gungarland. Yeah. Um, from about year I think year five. I was like part of Gold Creek High and that. Uh, um, north side. Yeah, I was south, south side. side. <laughs> <laughs> Canberra's all about the north and the so south. So you like Arendelle College or something? Yeah, uh, Tuggeranong. Tuggers. Okay, Lake cool. Tuggers. There That's you go. <laughs> How long ago did you move over here? Um, eight years ago. Yeah. I became PT and then okay. moved over. Yeah, so. Okay, who did you do your PT through? Uh, God. Um, the Strain Institute of Fitness. Okay, I didn't mind there too, but yeah. I did my. I moved over here in 2006. Yeah. And I think I got my cert threes and fours in 2005. Yep. There you go. I was 2010. 2000, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Craziness, small world. I know. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, so you were from, from Canberra originally, did you yep. PT, and then came over here? Yeah, came over here. I um, met my lovely partner and um, with. Uh, I found out when I moved over here that I was premenopausal, um, okay. just with what happened with my cancer. So we decided to start trying for kids. Um, yep. Yeah, got told that I couldn't have kids, and um, yeah, was really really lucky. Um, fell pregnant naturally, um, and yeah, uh, towards the end of my pregnancy, I found out that the LFL, the Lingerie Football League, were bringing their brand to Australia. Yes, I remember this, the Angels. Yeah, so I was, I think I was, yeah, I was fully pregnant, I was 36 weeks pregnant, and I said to my partner, I'm trying out for this team, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like no, you're not, you're pregnant, and I was like, yes, I am, Yeah. and then um, I was like, I'll just go talk to them, and then when I have the baby, I'll see if they'll want to test me and stuff. Yes. Um, and mind you, I hadn't trained for the whole nine months of my pregnancy because I was high risk. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I'm making this team. Okay. Anyways, um, I ended up going into labour the day of the tryouts. So uh. I missed um, the tryouts. But then two weeks later, I went down and um, I met the coaches. Yeah. Told them about my background of all the sports I played and stuff. And they were like, cool, can we test you? And I was like, no, I've just had a baby. And they're like, okay, when can you come back? Yep. And I was supposed to come back in six weeks after you're allowed to have come back. Yeah. But then me... Being who I am, I straight away left that and I was like, I'm not making an idiot of myself. So I started doing some light training and building myself up. And then four weeks after, no, five weeks after um, 
giving birth. I was like, okay, I've had enough now. I want to go back. Okay. And I went back and they fitness test me and I made the squad and, yeah, ended up playing with them. And So, so I've got to ask a question about that. Did you play on the team that played at NIB Stadium? Yeah, I did. Yep. Do you remember that I was there? Oh, I don't remember I was there. on the field. I was oh, yeah. Were you wearing the onesie? Did you, was it you that person? Nah, I was, no? I was on the sidelines because I was with body science at the time oh. and I was slinging you guys supplements. Oh. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm going sh- to show you a photo later, but I was on the I I'll was probably on the be field. in that then. That's, did you know I was in that? No, I didn't. That's so So funny. Nicole Harvey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so yeah. Nicole was my connection into that. So oh. that's wicked. That's there you go, so double fun. small world, camera and lingerie We're finding football out league. Yeah, just from this. That's yeah, wicked. so I've always played high-level sports um, growing up. Um, I played uh, state and national level for touch football. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 18, I made shadow play for the Australian side, um, or for the under-18s, but that was just after I found out I had my cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, so I ended up having to pull out of that position. That yep. was kind of top level as I got when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, the next biggest thing was the LFL that I played for. And, and then, yeah, after that, I've always kind of been chasing that high of what I'd like to get out of my sports and then yeah was the ninja so um was it was it hard like learning all of those skills at yeah. the same time yeah it was one of yeah just I think as well my size I was like the little bulldog on the team I was yeah. short and they told me I had to put on weight as well I was 52 kilos at the time and um they were like no you need to put on weight mm-hmm. and I played defense so okay. um yeah there was it was but just technically, just knowing it's such a technical sport. Yep. Um, do you know much about American this, football? Um, no, not really. Like, just little bits and pieces. I played Madden on PlayStation growing up, <laughs> but not really much. So, every it's it's actually really fascinating. So, every single call that you have um, or play that you have has, like, a code word. Yep. So, and all these code words mean... Um, so, like, the first code word they say, like, won't be where how the team positions. The next one is like, who's going to attack? And then it's like, what moves then you run in that position? So it'd be like Alpha, Romeo, Black, White. And you have to memorise by heart where you are, what you're doing, who you're attacking, what angle you're running. And it's just like, and it changes every single play. And the coach will go, blah, 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 blah. And then you're in and then, yeah. So and you're just like, just, just don't be the person that messes it up. No, so just, yeah, you got to learn that. But then you got to learn, obviously, all the different moves as well. So there might be one... Um, all the different patterns so where you had to take two steps forward run sideways and shoot forward and then turn and catch the ball like yep. just yeah so it that's, was it was cool that's pretty cool so then that the um the LFL went um uh defunct um a few years ago and there's been a bit of a gap so then what did you do after that uh after the LFL when did, how long did ninja uh, I focused more on my touch football after that okay. um yeah the um, since moving over here, I never played nationals just because of the ki- having kids. Like it's, yep. is that yeah? All nationals is in Cos Harbour, and yep. it's just it's was. I say it was too much with kids, but then I've been over in America and stuff in Ninja. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I just as much as I did, I stuck to the state level and just focused a lot of my training. Um, it was just I did a few half marathons over here, nice. um, and just yeah, kind of that was as big as I did at the moment. Like. Yeah, over that time. And then, yeah, got into Ninja two and a half years ago, two years ago. How did that come about? Uh, My friend that I was playing um, touch football with was like, we didn't know about it. She goes, and I've been following Ninja on um, uh, YouTube for ages. Oh, wicked, yep. 
And um, I always just thought it was just such a cool sport. I love that they compete against the guys, but also it just tests so much of your athletic ability. Yep. And um, she goes, oh, there's an injury academy in Perth. And I was like, no. I was like, we're going. And, yeah, I came down and I literally trained until my skin fell off my hands. Yep. I, and I was just bleeding. And, I, yeah, it just tears you so much in your first go. And then I straight away was like, I'm signing up. And That's it? Just fell in love? Yeah. I was like, this is so me. I felt like everything that I'd done, all my sports growing up, had mm-hmm. given me kind of – a little bit of the skills or you know that you needed for this sport because you know upper body strength athleticism yep. body awareness balance all that sort of stuff that goes into ninja so so i have a question for you and and like just out of curiosity why did you never go to crossfit and i'm not trying to sell crossfit by the no, way no. i'm just curious because most yeah. people with an athletic background yeah when they get into fitness as their sport they yeah. choose crossfit yeah that's funny a lot of people actually assume that I was into CrossFit as well because um, when we were in the Angels, we did a lot of um, Olympic lifting. Yep. Um, and my style of training as well, every time I train, I never just sit in the gym and just go on the lap, pull down. and bicep. Like I'm, I train like a CrossFitter. So, yes. yeah. Um, I don't know. I just – I think I've always been – it's always been taken up as like, something else I've had to focus on. So – Yep. Because, yeah, you – um, obviously with the LFL like the training with that was like six days a week and then with even with touch um, after that when I was focusing more on my touch um, I was playing like three games a week and then you'd have your sprint training and then out of that I'd be in the gym doing my strength training for that so yep. yeah I just I didn't I suppose it'd have to be another clone myself to then do that so yeah I, th- I haven't written it off but Wait, I, that's it sanctionals yeah. athlete yeah we, we, we need another female RX athlete in the, in the mix yeah I um and after doing the F45 as well, because it's same, same, but different. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I have been thinking about it, so. Yeah. Um, it's Obviously, you had your own strength and conditioning, and then all the training that you did outside of that was very specialized to whatever sport that you were doing. Yep. Um, I think, yeah, when someone takes on CrossFit, generally, it's like a all-in. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, you know, it's quite a technical side, but yeah, yeah. Just, just a random question that I had. Yeah. Um, now, you have two kids, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two boys. Which is, which is quite a bit of work. How do you handle oh my everything God. that you do? Two boys, partner. Everyone always goes, how do you do it? And um, I'd be lying if I said, yeah, it's so easy. It's, it is full on, mm-hmm. um, especially two boys. Yep. They, I'm lucky they're beautiful kids, but they're just as hypo as me, if not more. <laughs> so, um, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, uh, I just have to be super, super organized mm-hmm. because um, I do fit in my training. I work still five days a week um, and... And then obviously my kids and I run around, my kids, just, I take them to swimming lessons. I coach them in Auskick. Um, they're both in school. You coach as well? Yeah. Not just them, you coach the team? Yeah. Oh, damn, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So um, you just uh, you just have to be really, really organized. We have no family here. Um, so I can't yep. just go and drop them off at my mum's house. Um, they come with me to... Um, I had a ninja comp here yesterday. They were here with me yesterday. So, but they're pretty good. And um, they love it. They, lo- they love. Oh it yeah. yeah. Oh, I have to set up an obstacle course for the side to keep them occupied. Otherwise, they'll That's just cool. yeah. So it's pretty cool. They're good kids. But um, yeah, I just I, everyone that asks me how I do it, I say you just have to be organised. And I literally, um, I'll look in my diary and I will plan out my whole week. And then I'll go okay. 
I have to write down, okay, this is where I'm training. This is where I'm doing this. This is where I'm actually eating. If I don't schedule my lunch, I won't eat. Like, yeah, that's my day is just literally one thing after the other. This is when I'm stopping and writing programs. This is where I'm... Podcasting with Perfect Fam. Yeah. Like, if, if I'm not structured like that, it's, I just, yeah, it gets a bit crazy, so... So let's touch on um, uh, your cancer. So the illness that yep. we just spoke that we went through. So what age were you? I was seventeen. Okay, so, and what yeah. kind of cancer was it? Ovarian. Okay, sure. So what, like, how did you find out? Tell us a bit about the story with this. Oh God, I'm actually really lucky. I have um, at the time in Canberra, um, my doctor. She was really thorough because. I had no symptoms at all and um, it's such a silent killer and I literally had um, inconsistent bleeding and it went on for about a month and I just thought oh I'll just go check it out and see and um, yeah she was straight on to it she um, she did a pregnancy test and it had a high hormonal signal it was saying that my body was that I was pregnant but she sent me for a scan and then I had to go have surgery because um, she actually thought I was pregnant and um, and um, they thought I had an ectopic pregnancy and they removed the ectopic pregnancy, but it was actually... That's, the, when, it's, that's when it's in the tube, right? Yeah. So, okay, cool. Yeah, so it's when it gets stuck. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so they removed that thinking that's what they were removing, but it was actually a tumour that they removed. And then um, a couple of days later, they called me back in and they sat me down and they said, oh, we tested it and you were never pregnant. Um, it was um, cancer tumour that we removed. And they said, we need to put you back under mm-hmm. and um, we need to remove your ovary and your fallopian tube. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, went back under. They removed my left ovary, my left fallopian tube. Um, and they said my whole left ovary was just full of cancer. And I was just so lucky they got it when they did because it hadn't spread. But in saying that, you can't detect a single cell. And because I was only 17, um, I had to wait three months for all the surgery to heal. They went straight into aggressive chemo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I um, before my 18th birthday, I, w- I went through um, three months of aggressive chemo. I lost all my hair. I was a... Yeah, I lost a lot of weight. I was I was actually quite sick from it um, because they hit me pretty hard because they, they wanted to make sure there was just no, nothing left. Mm-hmm with the um cancer yeah yeah so my 18th birthday i had a fancy dress party and i wore a wig because <laughs> i was bald but um yeah it was an interesting time in my life yeah and um i think as well it um it 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 really made me grow up quite quickly because yeah. um being 18 and it's a time when you're kind of discovering yourself you know and you yeah. um even just with your confidence and what you're doing and with guys and just everything you know and then um being 18 and being bald it was it was yeah um it it was it it was an experience but it did make me grow up quite quickly especially being a super fit person and growing up like that it probably wasn't on your radar like at all of ever been a thing that would happen yeah so what do you feel like what was your thought when they said that you weren't pregnant it was a cancer like was it it just at at the time it really felt like a word like i um i still wasn't sick and yep. it's just like me saying to you right now, you've got cancer. And yep. um, it didn't sink in until that night. Because um, I remember after they said it to me, my first question was to them, to the doctor. I said, am I going to die? And you never think, like being 18, you don't think about death. And to yep. act, to have that thought in my head, it was um, it was pretty intense. And um, it still didn't even sink in. And then when I got home that night, it was the first time I actually cried. And I just thought, holy shit, like. 
am I actually going to die from this? And mm-hmm. yeah, you, it, it was it was pretty scary. Um, from there, I I just had this. I think when you're going through something like that, it's you have no option but to obviously fight it. And it was weird. I had this strange just strength that just overcame me, and everyone was like always saying to me. I can't believe how strong you're being with this because I was still happy, bubbly, positive. I was telling more people like my mum and everyone, I'm going to be okay. It's, it's going to be all right. Like I just felt like I just I knew I was going to fight it and I was going to be okay. And um, yeah, everyone was like, why are you so, I can't believe how strong you are. And I said, you know what, that's the only option I've got. And I said, I don't want to, I said, my cards have been dealt. I don't want to I don't want to, if I am going to die, I don't want to spend the rest of my life being miserable and sad and waiting to die. I said, I'm going to stay happy and I'm going to do the best I can and then we're just going to see what happens after that. And thank God I had a, yeah, it's all been good. So, and I'm here. <laughs> am I here? <laughs> <laughs> You're here. Yeah. What was, like, what was the recovery process like? How long? Yeah. Um, so, oh God. This is taking a trip down memory lane. Um, so, yeah, my so I was seventeen. I got diagnosed in November. Then February next year is when I started chemo. Mm-hmm. I had the surgery in December. Then yeah, I started the chemo in February. I finished chemo beginning of May, um, and then it was just literally getting better and um, getting back my strength from there. Um, my last day of chemo. Um, I remember I was actually, no, through chemo, I was still training for um, nationals for touch football. Are you serious? Yeah. How and did you have uh, the strength for that? Because when you, like, correct me if I'm wrong, I've never, I've never seen a family member go through chemo, but it basically drains all your oh, strength my, and everything, right? Yeah, so I think I was in denial at okay. the start because, um, yeah, I was going through chemo. It um, Chemo is designed to kill cells, it, but it can't specifically kill a cancer cell. It kills yourself so your platelets um your red blood cells your white blood cells so obviously your energy your immune system um and um i yeah would go to um to training and yeah. i remember i'd be running around and i'd just suddenly be like whoa like i feel like because i you can't eat as well and i'd literally nearly fainted a few times and um I just wanted to keep going. I did. I felt like I couldn't stop in my life. Mm-hmm. And then my um, one the last tra- one of the last trainings I went to is when my hair started falling out, and um, I took a pair of clippers to training, and we were playing a trial match against the um, 40s men's team. Yep. And my team they shaved my head because um, it was all just coming out in clumps, and they left like a mohawk, and we got gel <laughs> and we spiked it up. And I was running around the field, this little 18-year-old with literally like this gelled up mohawk coming out from here. It was pretty funny. This is, a, this is me That's going through That's the fun humour of it, hey? Yeah. This yeah. Is, you just, I just had to laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my footy coach, um, actually last time I spoke about him, I forgot to say his name. And when I showed that I spoke about him, I'm going to say his name. Danny Goodwin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a legend. So uh, the whole time I went through my chemo, he would come into the hospital every single day. He wouldn't go to work. Mm-hmm. He would come in with a deck of cards because you're isolated on chemo. Mm-hmm. Deck of cards, a little drink that he knew that I could drink because I couldn't stomach anything else. And we'd play euchre for like 
eight hours of the day to pass the day while I had um, the drip in my arm with the chemo every day for three months. That's awesome. What a legend, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, in the end of my um, training with my chemo, my doctor had to beg my coach not to let me play because he knew it was just too much. And yeah. Yeah. So. So then how long until you got the all clear? Um, They don't give all clear until after five years. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would go back at the start every six weeks and being tested. And then after, I think, a couple of years, it started being every six months. Yep. Um, and yeah, after five years, um, I'll never forget this. I had an Asian doctor and um, he said, okay, Natasha, he said, right, when you walk outside, he goes, do you look up and you expect a flying saucer is going to hit you on the head? And I said, no. And he goes, exactly. He goes, don't live your life thinking that this cancer is going to come back. He goes, that is not a way you should live. He's like, I want you to just live life, enjoy it. He goes, but just be aware of your body. And that's, I've stuck by that. And I've just always just been focused on my body, but not being freaking out every day that I'm going to get cancer again. So, yep. yeah. Wise advice. Hey? Yeah, very wise. So how much, do, <laughs> how much do you think it's changed you and what's your outlook on life now? Uh, it's It's more, I think after you have kids it's more about being healthy and being you know for your kids um I had a little scare after my second child they um was born because I was having a lot of pain in my pregnancy like I would literally be buckled on the floor crying mm-hmm. and um yeah I um went in and they found a tumor in my right ovary my good ovary okay but they couldn't test it to see if it was cancerous or not and um the only way that they could um, test it is if they took out my ovary. Okay. And my specialist, I still see them now once a year. They still want to take it out. And But if you do, then you can go straight into menopause. Okay. So I've been a bit of a rebel and I'm not letting them take it out. And I'm just hoping that it wasn't cancer. And this went on for um, actually a couple of years. They just kept testing me and see if it was like changing or growing just through ultrasounds. And then it went away on its own. Awesome. But um, when I found that, tumor in my ovary was actually I think I cried more then than when I actually did found, find out that I had cancer when I was 17 I think because I felt like I had more of a purpose obviously with your kids and I just thought I don't want my kids to not have a mum yeah and I, yeah I was in hysterics and um it, it was it turned out to be nothing yeah. but um yeah it's definitely changed me a lot and yeah. Flying saucer, hey? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> it's a good way to look. So many people, yeah. you know, they live in fear or whatever, but you you know, you can't live like that. You've got to be happy and, yeah. you know, obviously be aware of your body or whatever, or even just general things in life, you know, with like um, even doing things that scare you and stuff like that. That's I a feel, big thing. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've changed that. I. Um, seven. Uh, when I was seventeen, there's no way I would sit here and do a podcast. Really? Yeah. No, I hated public speaking. I used to, yeah. at school, I sucked at it, and I would sit there and I would just turn to water and I'd just be like trembling. Yeah. And um, it, I think it, I've been really forcing myself, just throwing myself into uncomfortable positions because yeah. I, f- I feel like I like the thrill out of it, but I feel like every time you just grow that little bit as well. That's as a, what yeah. I tell everyone. So, yeah. same thing with me. When I do the races, when I do stuff, I'm going to hit the warp wall today. Yeah. It's just literally overcoming things that people would walk away it's, from. Oh, massively. Mm. And you do, you change and you feel, it's like such an empowering feeling, but yeah. it just, it really does develop you more as a person, I feel. Massively. Yeah. Like in everyday life, how you handle everything. I like, that's, that's one thing I couldn't agree more. So, yeah. yeah I hope that that's something 
something that everyone takes notes of. Yeah. Um, so then you've gone off to do some pretty rad stuff. Obviously, we're at Ninja Academy, so I want to chat about Ninja Warrior. So you were on the last season, yep. not the first season, right? So yep. it was season Sick. two. Yeah. So tell me about that experience. Tell me what you can tell me about that experience. Uh, oh, God, it was so fun. Um, I think it just really opened up um, my love even more for Ninja from there. Um Oh, it, was, it was so different filming for a TV show um, and just oh, competing when you've got all the audience screaming at you and under the lights and stuff like that. I, that was more intense than the LFL. The, yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty full on. I can't even describe it. It just feels like you're jumping out of a plane or something. Like the adrenaline that you get from it is just next level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really set something off. Like, um, from there, I've just been competing constantly, um, for the past two years now. Like we have a local comp here. Um, I've been to Queensland in a state first state comp. Mm -hmm. Um, this year I went to America for the world titles. Yep. And then to Vietnam for the Ninja Warrior show in Vietnam as well. So, yeah. yeah, Were you, was that actually for the Ninja Warrior show? Yeah. I didn't realise that. Yeah. It's called Suske. Oh, okay. So it's under a different name. That's why I wouldn't have realised yeah. it was for like the Ninja Warrior show. Yeah, Ninja Warrior Vietnam. That was cool. Their rules over there is not like Australian rules. They, okay. um, It'd be raining and they'd climb up their scaffold in bare feet and drag a cord of um, like an electrical cord through water and start welding in the rain. <laughs> like, Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. It was, but it was just made the whole experience. It was just, it was fun. Yeah. They, um, yeah, it was, it's definitely different over there. But it was, yeah, it was really cool. Um, what was your biggest, what's your biggest highlight so far? Well, what was your biggest highlight on Ninja? Oh, God. That's a good question. I've never really thought about that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Everything. The whole experience. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. I haven't thought about that. Awesome. It's the whole thing. It's just been a ride. I don't know. Yeah. That's right. I've got to wait yeah. for a message so you can let me know. Yeah, okay. Um, now, obviously, you've gone through a lot. You've come through. You're doing amazing things now. And you really sum things up by conquering, you know, just conquering new things and developing your character, which is essentially, I couldn't agree anymore. So what's your advice for people out there that might be going through challenges of their own? Um, I guess you can either fight it or you can... I guess, lay down. Yeah. So what's your advice? Uh, and like ch- any challenges like with life and stuff like that, do you mean? Or yeah. yeah. So some people might be going through some big challenges like what you had to go through. Yep. Some people might just be in fear. Yeah. Okay. Um, I suppose just, you just got to, pretty much what we were chatting about before we started this is you just got to get started. And um, even if you just have no idea what you're doing mm-hmm. at the start, just faking it before you're making it. Um, do stuff that scares you. Um, do stuff that you have no idea about. Uh, get a mentor. Ask, um, you know, do your research. And then just start, um, I always say with your training, if because a lot of people when they come to me with their strength, they have an end goal, but they're like, oh, but I'll never be able to do that. And I was like, yes, you can. Everything has a regression. And if you work through your progressions on all different angles, they all start to add up anything with life strength whatever and eventually you'll get to your end goal so mm. yeah if there is something that you guys want to try just just start that's mm. yeah it's just, as simple as that yeah yeah i, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing people just don't feel like they can do it or achieve it yeah or so that they, they need help yeah. yeah they don't know how to get started yeah um or yeah if you're literally completely lost in it as i said yeah get a mentor yeah do your research just start with basics and then you just as you get good at your basics then you start doing more and more with it so yeah 
now talking about mentors, if somebody wants to get mentored or coached by you, because you do PT as well as hang out at Ninja. Yep. So what do you actually do for work? Do you work out of both because you're Revo? Yes. Or is Ninja just your playground? Ninja's my playground. Okay, yeah. Cool. So I work at Revo five days a week in Scarborough. Yep. Um, I focus a lot um, on one-on-one training. So I do... Um, I train a yeah, mixture of um, males, females, um, and uh, God, I specialize. Um, I'm really broad, I think, with what I've done. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. So uh, I do run a couple of classes a week there as well. Um, I teach a box fit class. So um, I actually used to box a little bit when I was younger. So Did you? Yeah. I started a, um, a box fit class there and I run a boot camp on Saturdays. Um, Where's that at? That's at Revo as oh, well. Oh, that's at Revo? Yeah. Revo Scarborough? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, one-on-one's been really successful. Like I've, um, I've had my same core um, clients um, since I've been there for the couple of years awesome. and a lot of clients have kind of followed me around where I've been so yeah it's good I um, I go quite in depth with my clients um, with yep. my personal training so you know we won't just get in and just start training like um, we go through everything so mobility um, we work through we cycle through their strength programs nutrition and everything so yeah it's good Revo is a really cool gym yeah, no, yeah, Andrew does great there. Yeah. Such an awesome local yeah. uh, local big box facility. Yeah. So if someone wants to become an awesome ninja or just have awesome success within fitness, go see Tash, Surge PT. Yeah. How should someone contact you? Uh, probably best way, everyone can find me on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> Surge PT. PT. Surge underscore PT. We're definitely going to take yeah. you in. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. your story. It was awesome. awesome. I really just wanted to hear it for myself. So I hope people got inspired by that. Thank I know you. that they will. Keep killing it. You're going to show me now how to get up this 4.5 yes. meter you're wall. You're going to show me that you're going to get up that wall. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. Let's do it. Type it over car. Let's go. <laughs> That's all for the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Tash Surge PT. If you did, then please go onto iTunes, give us a five-star review, and make sure to leave a comment in the reviews. It really does help the channel a lot to grow, and I love seeing what you guys have to say. It's great feedback. Also, anything you share on social media, tag us in. I'll give that a reshare. Really appreciate you guys. And as always, stay tuned for more of the Perth Fitness End to come.